Happy Monday, happy Monday. Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr., reporting to you live here from the Workhorse HQ in Edmonds, Washington. I hope that you all are doing well, and I hope that you had a great weekend. It is time for a new week, which means it is time to really take things back that we need to within our lives to be active in reaching our goals and our future and everything else that we have set out. So I'm excited for the slate of conversations that we have coming up this week. But before we get into that, I want to first say thank you to all of our new listeners. Maybe this is your first time or one of your few first times here on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. And for our returning listeners, our dream team Thank you so much for your continued support as well. Please continue to share the good name of the Between the Dream podcast. And I want to go ahead and jump into what we can look forward to in the week ahead. So as you know, this is Men's Health Month, and it's also uh, PTSD Awareness Month. And I really wanted to gear in heavy on both of these areas when we talk about awareness, because obviously they play heavy into the convo of the mental and emotional health aspect, right? And if you have or haven't gotten my latest book, The 31 Days of Power, A Simplified Approach to Everyday Mental Health, I cover both of these areas in the book with their own respective chapters. So I want to do this, right? We're going to have a conversation here um, probably Wednesday for the midday message where we talk about how and why men's feelings don't make them weak. It's a thread that I put together last year, and I want to make sure that we dive into some of this conversation for this month. And so we will be doing that. But the beauty is, is that with this conversation, I want to be able to have it from a standpoint of we can talk about it as it relates to men. But I also want to talk about this strong society that we live in now that kind of causes us as people as a whole to sometimes make it feel as if we're going to be weak if we open up and express. That's Wednesday's convo. And then Friday, I'm coming at you all. In the spirit of talking PTSD, one of the things that I want to talk to you all about on Friday is this idea that every time a person shares or talks about the post-traumatic stress that they deal with, that it is not rehashing. But what if it was actually a greater part of the healing. One of the things that we don't always realize is that when we talk about what we've gone through, even though it might come in many different forms and it might come in many different ways, you could get tired. You could say, oh, this is a lot. This is so much. This person's always talking about it. But the reality is, is that when we talk about the torment and the constant thinking of what that situation has done to a person, they're actually getting it out every time they talk about it. Whether you want to hear it or not, that's a different conversation. But I do want to give some light, shed some light on that and give some encouragement to those who might need it. But that's not today's conversation. Today's conversation, I'm shooting from the hip and we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. And that is this. It's OK to be wrong. Why am I bringing this up? I've had a few situations that um, have occurred either in or around my life over the last several weeks and 
I think that this is such an important thing, but I, I was reminded of it in a conversation that I was having with my wife recently, and it was really helpful um, just from the standpoint of we, we were talking and a comment was made of like, yeah, like sometimes we can't admit that we were wrong or we don't like being wrong. And I just want to give you all some encouragement with this because what I've noticed is a pattern, a pattern that says that in moments and times where we aren't wrong, what you typically see around a lot of this space is that not only are we not wrong, but we typically carry some kind of pride or ego. Um, we don't like having hard conversations. We don't like having difficult talks with others or difficult talks and reflection moments with ourselves as well. And I just wanted to kind of break the ice with this today as we get this week started, because for me personally, I see how when we cannot admit that we are wrong or when we can't look past maybe our traumas that can trigger us in current situations, right? And in those moments where we're triggered because maybe somebody's words or actions in that moment resembled something that we dealt with in times past, what you tend to have happen is that you will make excuses. You will start to um, blame the situation, which don't get me wrong, the situation does play a part in a lot of what we have. But if we're being honest, Sometimes it's very easy for us to throw off the blame on, oh, it was just the moment. It was just the this and just the that, rather than being able to just be honest enough to say, hey, no, like it wasn't just the situation. It was maybe what I created in the situation. It maybe it was my action or reaction from the situation. And maybe some of the things that I said or I did in the moment in time that brought about confusion or frustration or hurt or rage or anger, right? And I want to just encourage you all to be mindful in these moments where you've got to be able to take a step back and look and say, man, like I was wrong. Or maybe let's take it deeper, right? <clears throat> For some of us, we've grown up in households and environments where accountability wasn't necessarily high on the plate or maybe it wasn't really taught at all and maybe from the individuals that we grew up under all we saw them do was blame deflect all we saw them do was create these justified reasonings and you can't see my quotation marks but i got them here these justified reasonings or excuses as to why it was always somebody else's fault right and if we're not careful we see that and we follow suit. We start to live it out the same way. We start to act it out. We start to do some of those same things um, that we learn from our parents, the habits that we learn from maybe our older siblings, our peers, whatever the case might be. And so I understand that there are a multitude of reasons as to why. For some of us, we don't like conflict, right? And we'd have to dive deeper into, man, why don't, why don't I like conflict, right? What is it about conflict that, that makes me leery? Is it the fact that I just don't know how to have it? Is it the fact that I don't know if I'm ready to hear truth about myself? Is it a thing of I'm not ready to face the music yet? Is it you in this thing of, <clears throat> well, I'm not sure what 
will be said from the other person and I'm not sure how to react. Maybe it's a thing of anxiety where in these kind of moments you immediately tense up. Whatever it is, I want to encourage you all to take the time to really dive deep and to get to the root cause of it. To say, man, what puts me in these moments and spaces to where when I am met excuse me, with difficult things, um, I either run away or I blame deflect, or I fabricate stories so that I don't look like the bad person, so that I don't look like the individual that's done wrong, even though I have. And then finally, I wanna encourage you all with the idea that no matter where you are in life, what you do, what positions you hold, or whatever the case might be in every realm and specter of life, I just wanna encourage you all of the power that comes with admitting that you were wrong in times when you were wrong. The power of, and I'm not just saying an apology, right? Because we have a tendency to BS sometimes and we'll do this whole thing of like, oh man, I'm sorry that the situation happened. I'm sorry that it played out like this. No, my challenge is to say, I am sorry for every part that I played in this. And being able to, If you do apologize, let your apology come from a standpoint of admitting your fault and your wrong without having to try and admit the other person's, having to try and put them out there, right? But simply to say, man, how could I step up to the plate and what change could I bring to the table if I was bold enough to admit my faults, my wrongs, and in me admitting it, I'm now in a position to where I've opened up the table and I've allowed for a a space, a safe space of communication, of transparency, of honesty that overrides hostility. These are all very important. And so I just want you all to take this into consideration. Maybe you need to take a step back, reach out to some people, let them know that you were wrong. Maybe you're in a current situation right now or maybe, you know, not too, not too far or not too, uh, too long ago type of thing where it's like, man, like, have I really come out in my full, raw, authentic form to say that I was wrong and I messed up? Wherever you are with this right now, wrestle with it, do what you need to do. But I think that this could be really, really good for us as a people when it comes to one, learning to, to better manage our emotions, two, learning to understand why it is that we struggle when it comes to being wrong. And I get part of it is our innate human nature where we just want to be right and 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 we've kind of got a semi-godplex at, at times, but it's deeper than that, right? Our, our issues are rooted deeper. So maybe one of the questions to ask during this time that you reflect is what has put me in this position to where I don't like difficult talks, where I don't like hearing about the areas that I'm wrong in, where I feel like everything needs to be good or right, but the reality is is I'm human and I'm flawed. Whatever that is, take time to wrestle with that. And then finally, take time to consider, is there anyone that I need to truly say I was wrong to and apologize with honesty and not hostility and not a deflection, even if after I come out with my apology, they don't respond in the way that I expected them to, or maybe they're not ready to talk about it, or maybe their their reception 
in that time is just that it's receiving. Maybe it is literally just them receiving, taking it in and saying thank you. And the conversation doesn't go anywhere from there just yet. That's okay. I just want to encourage you all to start taking the time to admit that you were wrong when you are wrong in your friendships in your marriages and relationships in your family dynamics at work with the people that you serve, with the people that you lead, with those that you maybe don't even know them, but had like a bad one-off interaction at the grocery store, at Costco, at, you know, whatever the case might be. And if you see them again, this is a good space and time to learn, to grow and to be better. Hey, listen, if this message helped you today, make sure that you share it. Um, tag me on one of the socials and let me know what you think. Give me your feedback. I'd love to hear from you all uh, at Truly Taylor Made on Twitter, at Richard.Taylor Jr. on Instagram, Richard L. Taylor Jr. on Facebook and LinkedIn. Don't forget, you can get your copy of the brand new 31 Days of Power book, A Simplified Approach to Everyday Mental Health, from my website, RichardTaylorJr.com. You're not losing in life. You're not failing. You're simply between the dreams.